it's a deep understanding of the people on your team. And then some would say, and I, and I think I said it earlier, being able to influence, and I don't mean that in a negative way, certainly. Right. No, but it's, it's absolutely being able to influence the people that are on your team. And you're only able to do that if you have a deep understanding of them. I personally believe that culture is a direct responsibility of senior leaders. The leader is responsible for developing the type of culture they want within their organization. Right. Culture right. is different than climate. Culture changes slowly over time because it's from the top down. It's from the senior leader down, whereas climate can change on a dime. That's what's going on at the at the ground level, you know, at the individual contributor level, with the with the um, the middle management folks or the people on that team. So climate can turn on a dime. Culture is something that has to be, has to permeate throughout the organization. Mm. And culture, you know, you've got a great culture, A, when nobody wants to leave. That's B, right. So your retention is good and your recruitment is almost non-existent in the sense of if a job opportunity is posted in your organization and you've got people within your team recruiting for you, you know, you've got a great culture. That's right. Because it means they're talking about what's going on in your organization when they're out, out of the office, and they're willing to put their name to somebody they feel would be a good fit coming into your team. Welcome to the Nicholas Brown Podcast, a podcast talk show about real estate investing, business leadership, and personal development. Each week, we explore current real-life case studies about how to build financial independence through investing in real estate to build your personal portfolio through passive income models, along with interviews from the top business leaders and personal development leaders. Now, here's your host, Nicholas Brown. Welcome to the show, everyone. We've got another great guest, another series about leadership which as we say, everyone has a different method of leadership and everything, but uh, you got a treat here. You got a treat here. Here's another method here of leadership. But anyway, as I get passionate, as you guys know, I'm going to read the about section, then we're going to get straight to the guests and, and go forward. So here we go. The gays, Today's guest is Jody Fletcher. Jody has over three decades of leadership and coaching experience in the Navy. Outside of the military, he has coached executives, small business owners, and people transitioning from one stage of life to another. Graduating from the Raleigh Coaching Academy was Jody's first step in transitioning into professional coaching. He's a certified authentic leadership coach and resilience, resilience building leader agent instructor. He's also certified in EQI 2.0 and TILT 365 suite of assets. Jody's an active member of the International Coaching Federation, ICF Raleigh in Raleigh, North Carolina chapter and hold a Master of Science in Emergency and Disaster Management. Throughout his military career, he's been to every leadership course, ladies and gentlemen, the military has to offer and coach countless people and organizations and teams to success. Jody served in combat with small, highly elite reconnaissance 
and special operation teams and spent the last decade advertising, I'm sorry, ab- advising two-star and three-star general officers. I'm going to repeat that just to be correct. Jody served in combat with small, highly elite reconnaissance and special operation teams and spent the last decade advising two-star and three-star general officers with organizations of more than 45,000 service members and civilians. Ladies and gentlemen, I can go in another two minutes, but I'm just going to cut this short and let him explain more. So welcome to the show, Jody. Hey, thanks so much, Nick. I'm really uh, happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, I plugged this before. Make sure you guys, it's free. Sign on to LinkedIn if you want to network with like-minded such as Jody, you know, business-minded and, you know, relationship. This is a good site. This is how I met Jody. But just to get to the to the uh, to the to nuts of it and the, and the, and, the, and get your experience on everything, we talk about three things here on this podcast, uh, Jody, which hopefully in time we get you for another series. But this through past series has been about leadership, so we're going to focus on three things that ties in with with leadership. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, motivation, teaching, and perspective. So. You can get your own twist. Just tell me, you know, what your thoughts are, because that's what the listeners here are doing. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. That's where you get alerts for my upcoming series that deals with leadership. And also, if you're listening in on a podcast, make sure whatever source you're on, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, make sure you download that way you have alerts for anything that's coming in the future. And make sure I'm going to give you a plug. Here's the thing. You're going to get a plug with Jody. He has a podcast. I'm kind of jumping the gun. You definitely want to sign on to his podcast. And if he has a YouTube you get that in time though but here we go <laughs> i want to get that out what's your with you how many years of, of uh service did you serve in, this, in, the, in the military 29 years and some change wow wow thank you for your service as we say before this is natural man it's dedicated 29 years of some change so as you know leadership methods are different just depends would you agree absolutely yeah. So what motivated you what in, in the leadership, what motivated you to become a leader in your in your field of expertise? That's a great question, Nick. I'm not sure that I used to tell everybody who would listen, especially once I became kind of the old guy behind the desk. Okay. I have no clue how I ended up where I did, working okay. for all the amazing general officers that I had the pleasure and the honor of, of serving with and working for. And being able to lead the chief's mess and all the things that happened for me in the military, what motivated me was always fun and people. And to this day, I think it's how I've still kind of ended up where I am because I look for things that seem fun to me. And I look to surround myself with people that I love and people that I enjoy being around that's how I ended up where I did in my military career. The first 20 years was okay. a great time with a bunch of amazing, amazing human beings, having fun doing, you know, young guy stuff. And then as I transitioned out of that and into the more senior leadership type of roles, I had the privilege of working for, I think, eight general officers by the time wow. I retired. Wow. And wow. 
I sat so you were surrounded. You were surrounded by leaders. You know, they had to take charge or be around other like-minded at that time. But what about your younger years, like your your teenage years? Were you ever did you ever have that that is it born? Do you think it's born to be a leader or is taught? I think some people have more of a predisposition for leadership. Okay. I do think that you can absolutely learn and hone your leadership skills. Okay. And I think it all boils down to people skills. To me, leadership is all about people. How okay. do you interact with people? You know, they call it soft skills nowadays, but it's really about how you are with people. And if you're good with other human beings sure. and you understand what motivates them, what makes them tick, leadership is all about influencing people and, and building an environment for other people to be amazing. Wow. Wow. Were you in sports your teenage years, your younger years? I played soccer. And okay. I Teamwork. ran cross country and track. So okay. even, even cross country was a team sport to some degree. Right. More human element came into that when we were training. We'd be out on long runs and that's where there's nothing to do but talk to the person <laughs> next to you because, you know, right. we're, we're probably dating ourselves, Nick, but that was long before <laughs> iPods and, and all of that kind of stuff. And right, right, right. So right. we'd be out running for hours and just talking to each other and getting to know the other people, you know, the other runners on your team. And um, yeah, you know, so I guess to that, to that end, cross country is a little bit of a team sport, not like yeah. soccer where you've got to understand, Hey, you know, Nick's better at shooting than I am. So I need to pass the ball to him. But uh, in the sense of getting to know people on a human level. Okay. So basically you think you got to be more of a people person to adjust with people's different types of uh would say motivation to get them moving to get them to progress to whatever the overall goal is absolutely absolutely you have to understand what motivates your people what makes them feel valued right. and what is going to make them wake up in the morning and say i get to go to work not i have to go to work okay so what led you to the military because you dedicated the military over 29 years what led you to did you go as a teenager did you start when you got out of high school I did 12 days, 12 days after I turned 18. Wow. I from camp. Yeah, I and went to summer out to mine. I thought I graduated like I went in September 25th, but we graduated, I think, like in July or whatever. But nah, I, I, I had remember this, that. Yeah, I had the summer as well. I was an October birthday. So, you know, I had the summer after high school to kind of hang out with my buddies and stuff and then turned 18 and, and I was in and I shipped. My dad was in the Navy also and was okay. a corpsman, served his entire career with the Marines as well. Wow. So it was... It was, it was natural for me to just kind of go in uh, and I just was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I was not ready for college when okay. I was a young man. I was, okay. I was uh, ready for adventure. <laughs> the light word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're ready for the adventure. Okay. So was that your choice? Like, man, if I don't, you know, go to college, I, I'm, I'm going to be a, a wreck. I mean, I think I need to go to the military. Was that your choice? Did you have that choice? Did you have choices? I did. And I could have, I could have gotten into, you know, at the very least started a community college and all that. As a military family, we didn't have a ton of excess money or anything. I wasn't going to go off to some four-year. And I wasn't the kind of athlete that had scholarships. Sure. I was a good athlete, but I wasn't, I wasn't an amazing athlete. Sure. I was a good student, but I wasn't an amazing student. Right, right, right. And... and Right. Just run of the mill, kind of the gray man. But 
I, I think it was around 10th grade that I realized I wanted to go into the military. I wanted to be in the special operations world and I wanted to be in the medical side because that's what my dad did. And okay. not that I was necessarily following in his footsteps out of legacy alone. I always thought from a very young age that it was so cool he could help people. Mm. Right. That was what right. intrigued right. me first. Right. Right. was his ability. Right. I can't tell you how many wrecks yeah. we stopped at when I was a kid and all mm. that. And he was able to help people. So I knew I wanted to do that. And then, you know, the, the um, grittier side of things also appealed to me. Like I said, I was ready for adventure. So my- Did it feel junior, natural? Did it feel it did. natural? Like, yeah. That's how it was. It still is with me, but you know, the reason why I went to the military, I was like, I told the, the last guest, um, I would have jumped in front of the bullet for anyone that they, they can't take care of for themselves, man. You know, I still feel that way, but your mind says yes, but your body says no mentality. <laughs> I can't do all that, but I will defend people. But it's just natural, man. I love I'm a people person too. So I can I can tell with you. So um, but you got in a different field. Were you a part of the war? I was, yeah. I've wow. got several deployments overseas, pre-war and during the war. And yeah, I mean, it was, I was just one of those guys that came in at that time frame where in the nineties, there was nothing going on. When I first joined, we had a lot of training and all that. And of course, 9-11 kicked off. Right. I was in for all of that. Man. And Man. then I cycled out of the more operational roles and into the leadership, the more senior leadership roles, right in the I, was, I think it was around 2013. So things were still going hot and heavy, but, you know, uh, not quite as much as they had been the previous decade. Reason why I asked that, because you have different types of method as, as you become of age, or you're getting a certain surroundings of type of leadership. So what was your method? Which What was your method? What was the difference you think being around a a bunch of officers at that time. You said in 2013, you had to adjust your way of leading or being around. I don't know that I necessarily adjusted my way of leading. I just, okay. I, I certainly adjusted my language. You know, when you're, <laughs> right. when you're with uh, right, all right. the other young people, you, you right. can talk like a hooligan. Right. And then once, you know, you're, right. you're right. you got to put your big kid pants on and you need to talk right. like an adult. Right. But really the principles <laughs> of leadership, in my opinion, were the same. I was looking to build relationships with, you know, with the new, the new team, if you will. So I came from a team of, of uh, Marines and sailors that were out doing the business. And then when I transferred into the more senior leadership roles, I was working with the command team. And I viewed that as just another team that I had to assimilate into. I had to figure out the value that I brought to that team. And as well, I had to figure out the personalities that were in those teams and the value they brought so that we could be the most effective team we could be. Would you agree that when you said team, we got to see what motivates us to get to our mission, our goal? Would you agree with that? Is this Absolutely. And I think part of being a good leader is also <clears throat> being a good follower. That's right. That's right. And you know, it's, it's the same in an athletic standpoint, no matter how fast or strong you are, there's probably somebody out there faster and stronger than you are. Same with leadership, no matter what level of leadership you're in, there's somebody who's, you know, senior to you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's realizing where you fit in that structure 
and how you can best serve the rest of the team. And I talk a lot about customer service with my corporate clients now. And I will ask executives, C-suite folks, who are your customers? And it's interesting, Nick, because a lot of times they will say things like, well, it's their actual customers, right? Whatever their business is. If they're, if they're making hamburgers, the customers are the ones that are buying the hamburgers. And I help them understand or maybe see a different perspective that if you're the CEO, the chances of you serving a hamburger to somebody are slim to none. Your customer is the person who is directly reporting to you. Mm, right, How do right, you best serve right. that person so they can then turn around and serve their customers, right. which is probably the next level of the team. And it goes all the way down until it's the person who's actually serving the hamburger to right. the, to the you know, quote unquote customer. Right. But right. we all have customers and you have to understand how you serve the people that are, that you're, I always look at it as I'm working for them. Right. As, as a leader, I was doing less than the people that were quote unquote working for me. My job was to support them and build an environment and provide them the resources where they could be amazing. This episode is brought to you by Nicholas Brown, REI.club. Hello, and thanks for watching this brief video. My name is Nicholas Brown. I'm an author and a residential developer here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we're on target this quarter of redeveloping five properties here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And our passive investors, they're just sitting back and relaxing it because they're enjoying receiving the double-digit returns, which is protected, secured, and insured. So if you're a passive investor or if you have 401k or retirement income or decent credit scores in the 700s and above, then download our chart for more information at nicholasbrownrei.club forward slash partner and I'll send you our DFW double digit returns case study chart. Once again, for more information, go to nicholasbrownrei.club forward slash partner. That's awesome. That's awesome. So give this, because no, you, you kind of hit the question that I always ask. What's your, what's your thought? What is leadership to you then to this day? What is leadership to you? You pretty much answer the basics. So give me a one minute or less pitch. What's your, what's your thought of leadership? What is leadership? It's a deep understanding of the people on your team. And then yes, some would right. say, and I, and I think I said it earlier, being able to influence, and I don't mean that in a negative way, certainly, right? No. But it's, it's absolutely being able to influence the people that are on your team. And you're only able to do that if you have a deep understanding of them. That's awesome, man. Um, listeners and watchers, you may be an atheist or whatever. I'm a believer, I'm non-denomination, but that's in the great test booklet. That person was just giving and giving. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just gave and gave, and people just, you know, it just draw their attention. They did. They want to do for him to get to that mission. So, man, you hit it, man. You just made me think of that, though, man. That's, that's just keep giving, helping out, be be assistant to someone, and and the momentum will will happen. But work together as a team. I believe in teamwork, though, man. You know, I don't believe in being too, uh, uh, I, I don't say arrogant or whatever, but someone has to lead to be an assistant so we can get to that 
goal, our mission we're trying to get to and accomplish so we can celebrate together. That's why I believe it, you know. So you hit a point, man. You hit a point. So people, deep understanding, you know. That's awesome, man. You, you hit me on that one. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. You got me on that one. That was a deep one. So can you teach us for a new leader? So let's just say, what who you deal with executives? Who do you who, what who do you what's your feel? Who do you deal with now? Because it's going to lead to the question that I'm asking oh, about. I work with a lot of senior executives, directorate level, C-suite level, and my overarching goal is to help increase self-awareness. So that those executives can turn around and build an organizational culture that no one on their team could imagine leaving. Okay. So what would you, what could you teach a a newly new senior executive or someone's new to that field or that promotion or that business? What do you, what do you teach? What's the process or advice you would give them? He or she. It all starts with self-awareness and it's Hmm. understanding. I mean, it's, it's, self-explanatory in the definition of the, or the word itself, right? You have to understand yourself before you can go out and start to try to understand your people. But the biggest piece of advice I think I could give people, and one of the things I talk about a lot is drop your guard. Don't be afraid to say things and be real with your people, be authentic, mm. be vulnerable, all the buzzwords that are bouncing around right now, but they're buzzwords for a reason. People see that. And if you really genuinely care about your people, that's that's how you start to build that bridge of trust. That's and right. once you build that foundation of trust, the team's going to do anything for you, but they have to trust you in a way that they're willing to speak up and give you their great ideas or tell you that they think the team is going off course or whatever it happens to be. You know, I, I just saw one of those LinkedIn memes the other day that said something to the effect of, be worried when when the people that are most helpful in your team stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I knew what it was saying. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, be aware because something's happening. They don't that's right. It. Yeah, and, right, and so right. If if you've got a team that is afraid to talk, then do you really have a team, or are you running a dictatorship? That's come to the words you said: self awareness and culture. What do you mean by? I know what you mean, but for the, what, what what do you mean on culture? For I I personally believe that culture is a direct responsibility of senior leaders. Mm -hmm. The leader is responsible for developing the type of culture they want within their organization. Culture is different than climate. Culture changes slowly over time because it's from the top down. It's from the senior leader down, whereas climate can change on a dot. That's what's going on at the, at the ground level, you know, at the individual contributor level with the, with the, um, the middle management folks or the people on that team. So climate can turn on a dime, but culture is something that has to be, has to permeate throughout the organization mm. and culture, you know, you've got a great culture, A, when nobody wants to leave. That's B, right. So your retention is good and your recruitment is almost non-existent in the sense of if a job opportunity is posted in your organization and you've got people within your team recruiting for you, you know you've got a great culture. That's right. That's right. Because it means they're talking about what's going on in your organization when they're out out of the office and they're willing to put their name to somebody they feel would be a good fit coming into your team. Wow. So if you've got great recruitment or great retention and, and very little actual recruitment going on, you've got a great culture. 
But culture is also one of those things that you have to, every person in that organization has to be able to explain it on a basic level. So if you walk out, let's, you know, back to the, the hamburger uh, organization, right. I should be able to walk up to the person who's actually making and, and selling the hamburger to the customer and ask them, hey, what is your culture in this organization? <clears throat> and they should be able to tell me in very few words what it is. You know, it might right. be a, a play on the name of the company, however you do it, but they should understand in no uncertain terms, you know, whatever it is, uh, the customer's always right, or I don't know, you know, but if, you, if every person in your organization can't explain what the culture is in basic terms, then you don't, you probably need to work on your culture. This episode is brought to you by Nicholas Brown, REI.club. Hello and thanks for watching this brief video. My name is Nicholas Brown. I'm an author and a residential developer here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we're on target this quarter of redeveloping five properties here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And our passive investors, they're just sitting back and relaxing it because they're enjoying receiving the double-digit returns, which is protected, secured, and insured. So if you're a passive investor or if you have 401k or retirement income or decent credit scores in the 700s and above, then download our chart for more information at nicholasbrownrei.club forward slash partner and I'll send you our DFW double-digit returns case study chart. Once again, for more information, go to nicholasbrownrei.club forward slash partner. Right, 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 right. And it's basically like they, 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 they agree with it. It's their passion. It's like second nature to them. Like, hey, I'm a part of this and, you know, I'm going to do what it takes to be a part of this culture. I want to, am, am I right? You, you are, Nick. And, and there's another interesting point. And I've, I've asked this question to many of the leaders that I work with as well. They say, you know, I want, I want to build this kind of culture. Okay, great. And the first question I ask him is, what are your core values? Right. And most values, yeah. people have a hard time answering that because they've never been asked and they've never sat down and thought about it. My core values are humility, authenticity, grit, accountability, and service. Mm. Okay. So if, again, self-awareness, if you know what your core values are, then you're mm -hmm. going to be able to develop you know, a culture for an organization or a team. But if you don't know what you stand for first, you're going to have a hard time building values in a team environment that, that will permeate throughout, permeate throughout the organization. That's deep. Uh-oh. I got my timer here, ladies and gentlemen, because I was, I was expecting for this to end a little bit sooner, but it's not. Because <laughs> he get deep. He hit the points, man. Um, how does that change from your experience in the military for his leadership? What, what, do you, what have you seen this? Because you just transitioned not too long ago, correct? I did. I, I've been coaching for a couple of years now. I was coaching a little bit in the evenings and on the weekends when I was still in. You're preparing yourself. Sound like it. I was because I, I realized that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I just had the unique opportunity to work for a company. And so they were feeding me clients sure. and I would take on what I was able to handle. But it's an interesting point, Nick, because people are people and it doesn't matter if you're doing military stuff or if you're, you know, making multi-billion dollar deals, the issues that go on within any organization are usually people-based. 
It's communication, mm -hmm. it's culture, it's motivation, it's value. Mm -hmm. All of these things are intrinsically human needs. And if you don't address those, you're never going to make any leadway. So as I have transitioned and work, you know, solely with corporate America, I found that there's a different twist on it because they're talking about making hamburgers as opposed to motivating the team to deploy the things. Right. But you're still trying to motivate people at its core. That's right. And I'm able to, I think, interject some stories here and there to kind of help. But really, all the questions are very similar, maybe worded differently, but to what I would ask senior leaders in the military. It, and it all comes down to motivating your people and knowing your people. Okay, so that's the last question that you that we talk about perspective. So what has changed? What's your perspective on leadership overall over the 29 plus years? <laughs> we say now, anything that stands out, but what has changed overall in your life or your surroundings around leadership? What's your perspective? I've certainly matured over the years. And I, you know, I, I think about myself when I was a younger leader, because right. if you've been in the military longer than a day, you're in charge of, you know, you're, you're leading right. somebody, right? If there's right. two of you, one of you is in charge is what That's they right. always say. So I've matured over the years. I think patience is mm. something that has given me more perspective. And I've always been a, I think I've always been a really good listener and I've always been a patient person, but I find that the more I exercise patience and listen, the more I understand people. And the more you understand people, the better leader you're going to be. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, man, I'd love to get you on another series about personal development also. Yeah, I'd love to come back. I love, man. I'd love to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, go to his LinkedIn. You'll see some videos, some motivations, some inspiring videos that he gives his, I, I think I say about a minute or less thoughts of what's happening. But I'm telling you, go to LinkedIn and you'll see what, what I mean. So you got anything happening in the next few weeks or any way they can get in contact with you, Jody? Absolutely. And I will talk a little very quickly about the LinkedIn. I always ask people Thanks. to describe something in three to five words. And okay. I just had this epiphany one day that that was kind of my little video hook. So I do leadership concepts in three to five words explained wow. in a minute or less. So okay. the video content is very short and digestible. I post them once a week and it's simple concepts. You know, the first thing I started with was I don't know, which is a very important thing for a leader to be able to say. Um, I also just started a podcast that has not, we haven't uh, dropped the first episode yet. It should be coming okay. out, well, may, depending on when this, when this episode posts, but we're starting sure. in January, I will say that. And it's called That L Word. That L Word. <laughs> And, L word. And, okay. You know, most people think about when, when you say that L word, the first thing that comes to mind is love. And we're, <laughs> we're talking about leadership and love and how the two should be spoken in the same sentence. Wow. So we, it's a podcast wow. about leadership and all the stuff that people are afraid to say out loud. And my buddy Morgan Lattimore and I have very similar, he'd be a great guest for you too, but you have very Please. similar, um, thoughts on leadership and our personalities are <laughs> similar and different. He's sure. a, he's a huge personality. And so okay. anyway, we started this podcast <laughs> that we'll be dropping soon. So it's that L word. Okay. And we'll, we'll be blasting it all over social media and stuff. So it should be easy to find. It'll, it'll post uh, once a week as well. That's our, 
Okay. That's our uh, rhythm that we're trying to set. And then if you're interested in anything that I provide services, executive coaching, organizational development, I do personality assessments, EQI tilt, and I just got certified in Forte, uh, resilience building leadership program. I do all of that stuff. I offer that full suite as well. My website is e5professionalcoaching.com. Okay. Can you repeat that again for the sure, listeners? e5professionalcoaching.com. The number five? The number five. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, ladies and gentlemen, you hear that? Okay, you see that? Okay, e5, okay. And then, you know, every way you can get in touch with me is on there. There's a phone number and email. And obviously LinkedIn is, is a great way to get in touch with me as well. Speaking of that, can you give us one minute or, or less Three to five words, leadership. I don't know. Explain that, and then we'll end this, man. Please, or please give as us far something. As, yeah, so you I don't the, know. What do you have recently that you that you got the video on? So you said three to five words, which you had the video, which I saw that that, that stood out. I don't know, as far as a leadership, you don't explain that. Explain that to as far as a leadership. Right. So I don't know. Being able to look at your people as a leader and say, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. You're you're expressing vulnerability. Okay. And you're inviting them to trust you. And when you tell them you don't know, you're showing that you trust them. And you trust that they are the subject matter experts. They are the ones that are closest to the problem. And right. you're inviting them to provide the answer. Let's figure it out. Right, right. Together. Right, That's right. right. An upcoming right. episode is going to be, what do you think? So Ooh, when you say, man. I don't oh, yeah, know, what a do follow-up to that is always, what do you think? What do you think? Send me a plug on LinkedIn. Send a man, please. I want to listen in on that one. What do you think? And I don't know. Because it's, it's about, once again, I think it's momentum. You know, you got to get some momentum where we're trying to meet our goals. I'm a goal setter and to meet my target. I write down my plans and follow through and execute. So, man, I, I love to get in on that. I don't know. And it's kind of like part two. What do you think? But you're, it's coming out, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast, that L word. Stay tuned for that. And I'm going to link it also. Make sure if you're on LinkedIn, let me know. If you I will. Soon, yeah, I will. And I appreciate it. Tie that on. So. That's basically it. I appreciate your time on here, Jody, and I look forward. And, and, and hey, man, you, you're an awesome guy. This, this is another special episode. I should have said special, but it became a special episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Nick. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. As I said before, before I end this, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Nicholas Brown Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.nickbrowninc.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show and you are a new real estate investor, then check out one of Nicholas's free reports called the Wholesale Dominator Report. Also located on our website, www.nickbrownie.com slash free reports. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And remember, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day.